0: Welcome to Antitrust Code by Concurrences. Concurrences is the leading antitrust database, with over 30,000 articles on competition law. Concurrences is also the largest network of antitrust experts, with lawyers, economists, enforcers, and academics in 85 countries. By listening to this podcast, you will learn the fundamentals of competition law and hear about the latest antitrust news, thanks to our guests the best experts in the antitrust world.
1: Hello everyone, hello, we have today again uh, Ferouz Mazni-Dazi and we are very pleased to have her back to comment on a new decision by the Autorité de la Concurrence and this time it's a decision against uh, Google. You may remember the previous podcast, uh, we had a decision where the Autorité convened an agreement uh, settlements uh, with Google, uh, which was kind of a win-win for both the Google and the authority. And the decision is about a sanction a very heavy uh, sanction imposed and inflicted to Google half a million of euros uh, concerning neighboring rights on the internet for a press magazine. Ferouz, we're happy to have you to command this case. Hi, Nicola.
0: Thank you very much again.
1: Thank you for for coming back, uh, Ferouz. My first question to you will be about the facts of the case. What brought the the case before the Autorité de la Concurrence? I understand uh, Google is a global player. And the problem we have here concern every press publisher. So it's not only France or, or Germany. So why does this important decision take place in France? And why is such an important sanction?
0: Well, originally, there was a battle between publishers and platforms, I would say more generally, not only Google, regarding the allocation of value generated by uh, online content. Basically, uh, this is where everything starts. And why is it a European concern? Because three years ago, a directive has entered into force after a lot of lobbying efforts uh, on both sides. And this directive notably creates what is called a, a neighboring right for uh, publishers and press agencies, which makes them entitled to claim for a remuneration for the diffusion of their content online by these platforms and platform services. So this is where it all started. France was the first EU member to transpose this directive, at least this particular provision regarding the introduction of neighboring rights, and this is why France has been at the forefront of the battle for publishers to claim for these rights and to make these rights effective. Two years ago, when the French law entered into force, Google started by systematically denying any kind of discussion regarding a positive remuneration of these rights. So given the absence of, uh, I would say, even the ability to discuss with Google for another remuneration than zero, publishers and three associations and notably two associations of publishers and one uh, press agency have brought a claim before the French Competition Authority and notably a request for interim measures to force Google into negotiation with publishers and press agencies. So this is why the French Competition Authority in 2020, in March 2020, ordered several injunctions and notably the first injunction would qualify qualified as almost the most important one, the French Competition Authority ordered Google to negotiate in good faith with publishers and press agencies so as to get to implement this uh, new neighboring right effectively. So one year and a half have passed since the injunction have been ordered, and publishers and press agencies have faced a lot of difficulties in trying to negotiate with Google. And the decision of the French Competition Authority in July 13th is about this. It's about the non-compliance of Google with this set of injunction ordered by the French Competition Authority. It is not a decision on the merits, on the substance of a potential abuse of dominant position. It's about complying or not complying with these injunctions to negotiate in good faith with publishers. So this is basically why we're here now and why this decision is exceptional. It is exceptional because, of course, the level of fine that has been imposed by the authority is absolutely (laughs) stratospheric. (laughs) It's extremely high. And the, the periodic penalties that are incurred by Google, should it not comply again with the injunction are also extremely high. We're talking about almost $1 billion. So this is one of the, of course, the main points and what makes the decision so exceptional. But it's also a reflection of the exceptional gravity of the behavior Google had during this one and a half year. And this is precisely mentioned by the French Competition Authority. This level of fine is correlated to what is considered as as a, a deliberated non-compliance with the injunction. And this can be no worse case, I would say, of a non-compliance than this one. So it is also a
1: sort of example. And uh, I think that the chairperson, Isabella Silva, mentioned uh, use the word bad face and was cl- clearly said that Google was playing with the law. And they were not compliant at all with the law and the injection. So it was quite harsh words in the, in the mouth of the president.
0: Yes, I think if we, if we dig into the facts, because the, actually the decision of the FCA is extremely detailed and motivated And notably on the facts, it clearly shows that Google has kept, during one year and a half, had a a unilateral vision of what should or what should not be in the scope of the law. And by denying the right to discuss to some publishers, but not others, segmenting this way artificially, different categories of uh, publishers in France, excluding totally from the discussion press agency, although the law clearly mentioned press agency among the beneficiary of these neighboring rights, providing either no information or partial information to publishers and therefore impeding completely their ability to, to even try to discuss any value of their neighboring rights. These are some of the behaviors that are pointed by the FCA as being an illustration of their bad faith. It is an accumulation of either restrictive views on what should be the scope of the law or more deliberately exclusions decided almost discretionarily uh, by Google and on no particular ground at, or at least on no evident ground based on, on the French law.
1: Do you think that the case was quite straightforward? There was no discretion, no restriction for the authority to inflict the sanction because the uh, practice of Google were quite obvious according to you?
0: Well, It's not only according to me, actually, it's also basically according to the authority itself, but also according to Google itself. What we see in this decision, and which is quite atypical again, is that Google tried at the end of the process to discuss and agree with the competition authority on what could be the agreement that Google could impose to publishers regarding the remuneration of their neighboring rights without having discussed this with them. And the authority obviously did not neither properly discuss or agree on on any kind of uh, agreement of this sort. But I would say that this is the illustration and almost a recognition by Google that until then, it did not comply with the injunction because obviously if you try to negotiate what the proposal you should have made to the publisher should be, with the authority few weeks before a decision is taken to sanction non-compliance with this injunction, you're admitting indirectly that you did not comply. So, and somehow maybe Google tried to obtain some kind of mitigation with this attempt to agree on the framework that could be uh, offered to publisher after this uh, proceedings. But by doing so, Google admitted that it did not comply. So it is quite straightforward for an authority to consider that because the scope of the proceedings right now are only whether or not you complied with the injunction and not um, a decision on the merits, then if you recognize that until then you did not offer any kind of acceptable agreement, you admit that you did not
1: comply. And that's mm-hmm. it. So I understood that was what took place and the uh, lengthy negotiation, bad phase negotiation, and the sanction of the uh, French Convention Authority. So, what is the next step? What does it mean in practice for Google and the press?
0: Well, there are several steps ahead of us. The first one is that the competition authority renewed somehow the injunction it has ordered last year and offered a new opportunity for a new round of negotiation with publishers and press agencies based on the framework of non-compliance arguments that the authority takes into account to sanction Google. The next step for uh, the three complainants, the two association and the FP, will be, and certainly uh, by September, starting a new round of negotiation. But this time, since the authority has, I would say, drawn some lines on the kind of information that Google will have to provide to at least enable a discussion and a negotiation, or the type of publisher or press agency that should be included in the discussion. Um, In this regard, the French Competition Authority has given a lot of information and limits to the margin of maneuver Google has to define the terms of the negotiation. In addition to that, given that FCA only took its decision based on the, I would say, the the former violation, it does not prejudge on future violation. There is nothing that would prevent, at least theoretically, the complainants from complaining again about the non-compliance of Google. So I would say it is not because all the arguments are not necessarily included in the decision that some new restriction that Google would like to impose will not be considered as violations or non-compliance. So this should, if not frame, at least temper Google in terms of possibilities to try to restrict the scope of the negotiation or the scope of information on which a discussion should take place or the publishers with which he is Authorized or not to speak and negotiate with.
1: So, if I, was, I understand that you're confident that these decisions and injunctions set the way ground for the negotiation to reopen in September and uh, eventually that Google will pay a fair sum of money to the press for publishing publishing excerpts of the articles.
0: Well, that's, at least it is what we can expect. I mean, now it depends on whether Google wishes or not to discuss. It's been two years that the law has entered in, into force in France and only a few publishers managed to conclude an agreement with Google. An association have reached an agreement in January, but and the authority mentioned in its decision that this collective agreement might be adjusted in consideration of the decision itself. So it opens the door to renegotiation of even a collective agreement so as to uh, improve it. So I would say that there is no guarantee that at the end of the next uh, round of discussion, uh, we will be in a better situation or publishers will be in a better situation, but it can't be worse uh, somehow. So there is still improvement and each time some some bricks are, are gained. So there can be reasonable expectation that the process is on the way and that agreements will be reached soon.
1: Speaking about negotiation, can Google appeal the injunction and block temporarily the injunction?
0: Well, yes, they did actually uh, appeal the injunction themselves. They can still appeal the decision that sanctions the non-compliance with the injunction. But at the same time, given the fact that the decision itself mentions the fact that Google somehow admitted it did not comply with the injunction by trying to late in the process deal some kind of a framework agreement with the authority. It's hard to tell if they gonna appeal this decision.
1: It's a difficult case for Google in France. But I'd like not to, to draw you to a more global context because we've all been hearing a lot on what has been going on in Australia and maybe in other countries. So can you tell us more about what happened in Australia briefly?
0: yes well australia was also uh, in a very uh, tough situation uh, where uh, they have the same uh, i would say principle they introduced neighbouring rights in, in australia for press publishers and google and facebook actually uh, refrain from uh, negotiating we we have quite similar situation. One difference is that in Australia, the government, after the competition authority, issued a report pointing out the reluctance to negotiate with press publishers. The government introduced a a draft bill imposing negotiation, what is called a bargaining code, so as to try to rebalance the forces and try to create conditions for a negotiation to take place. But what is extremely interesting in Australia is that the government introduced the idea that if there is no agreement between the publisher and Google, Facebook, or whatever the platform is, then at the end of the day, it will be up to the competition authority to decide to arbitrate between the publisher's proposal or Google's proposal or the platform proposal. And this has raised a lot of debate and harsh uh, reaction from Facebook and Google, uh, who uh, threatened blocking their um, social media or content or search tools in Australia because of this measure, which was quite dissuasive, I would say. Because if at the end of the day, the the publisher's offer um, may be considered as the one that applies and is binding to Google with no further discussion, it's such an issue. At least it appears to be an issue for them so after this uh, harsh debate and threatening on both sides i would say some and most of the the main publishers in australia have reached an agreement with google and notably news call recently this does not mean that the battle is over it's not because most of the biggest publishers have found an agreement that the others will uh, stop fighting but there is certainly a different approach from Google to this subject and the decision of the authority right now and the behavior and the proposal Google made before the French Competition Authority also uh, show that Google has accepted the idea that neighboring right now exists in some jurisdiction and that it cannot avoid from discussing the remuneration, at least with publishers who are um, willing to, you to
1: you discuss. News in Australia. And according to the Wall Street Journal in front of me, News Corp was again in the proceedings, has been active somehow in the proceedings in France. Is that correct?
0: Well, the world was watching what the French Competition Authority was doing, of course. And it is also the case for other competition authorities within the EU, because this directive has been transposed first in France, but it is now uh, being transposed in several other member states. And the question is the same. And that is why the decision of the authority was so much expected. And this is also where the decision of the authority is extremely subtle and very interesting because... In staying within the scope of its jurisdiction for this particular proceedings, I'm referring to the fact that the authority here only ruled on whether or not Google complied with the injunction, not whether it abused its dominant position. In in staying in this scope, the French competition authority enables other competition authorities in Europe and other jurisdictions, I would say, to have their own appreciation on the merits and it does not, I would say, uh, foreclose other competition authority from taking their own uh, view of their case, their national case, because even if European competition law was involved in this case, it is also... A very French case based on this French law, French transposition law. And even there are many similarities with the Australian uh, situation. The Australian law is quite different, not only on the outcome of the negotiation, as I was mentioning, but also, for example, on the type of publisher that uh, is entitled to remuneration. In Australia, there is this idea of remuneration only for those publishers that contribute to general and political information. And this segment that Google tried to transpose in France and in Europe is not, I would say, its criteria in Europe, but it's not the only one. It is a criteria that Google can take into account, but it's not the only one. So in other words, Google cannot exclude other types of publishers whereas in Australia it can. So even though there are lots of similarities, it's very important to understand that cases are also based on national laws, national transposition
1: law. So I understand that the decisions of cases in Australia in France are different because based on different laws. However, the other cases to expect in the EU should be quite similar because based on the same EU directive that each member state or the European Union as implemented or are implementing, and we can expect a similar decision for the other competition authorities from the EU. And my, my last and final question is: What about the other FANG or GAFAM? Something about Facebook? Do you think we can expect a similar decisions against Facebook?
0: Well, first of all, we will see how the negotiation with this market player go and their outcome. At least in France, there is no pending investigation to my knowledge regarding Facebook and Facebook as other types of market players uh, may uh, well watch what Google experimented and this will be structuring for Facebook or any other market players for their own uh, negotiations. So what we can expect regarding Facebook is that at least they will take into account what the authority considered as non-compliant with the law It would be advisable, it would be wise from Facebook to take this into account and not go into the same kind of errors or misapplication of the law. And should it misapply the law or try to negotiate in good faith, including arguments that were targeted by the the French competition law, then there is a full case open for uh, publishers to contest it, to dispute it. It is expectable that Facebook will take this into account, this decision, which is very well detailed and and motivated in substance so that this kind of error do not occur and so that they can avoid having this kind of investigation. And and if we take the more global context, Facebook has already a lot of investigation uh, Mm -hmm. ongoing everywhere in the world. So it might be something that they don't wish to enter into. They might create other kinds of uh, restriction, but regarding those that were targeted by the decision, it, it would be extremely unwise to put them into implementation given the decision, which is very clear on what is considered as a violation regarding the law.
1: We will be looking to the uh, next round of the negotiation in September. Thank you very much. We learned a lot and we're Thank waiting you. for the new round. <laughs> so uh, that was the last episode of the series for, uh, before summer. Now we're going to take a summer break and we'll be back hopefully sometime in September, October, November for a new episode on the Google Saga in France and in the world. Thank you very much. Yes,
0: exactly. You listened to an episode of Antitrust Code by Concurrences. If you want to read more about this topic, check the Concurrences website where you can find all relevant articles. Follow us on Twitter at CompetitionLoss and join the Concurrences group on LinkedIn to receive updates on our next podcast.